Good evening, and welcome to the Stone Age Gamer Podcast for the week of October 9th, 2015. I am Chris Randazzo, and I am your host. With me tonight are Buzzy Beetle, Dean DeFalco. Actually, I'm changing my name to Nageki Fujishiro, <laughs> freshman. Fair enough. <laughs> and auto-scrolling stage, Dan Ryan. Ah, uh, helpful boyfriend references. Good stuff. Good times. <laughs> Keep them coming. After several weeks of focusing on specific topics, we're finally going to get to talk about what we've been playing. How many phallic Mario Maker stages have we all made so far? This is the Stone Age Game. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of the Stone Age Gamer Podcast. Video games! We play them. In fact, we used to talk about that on this very show before we got inundated with interesting topics to discuss, but no more. We're all out of interesting topics to discuss. Because <laughs> you're making this depressing. <laughs> We're finally going to catch up. That's it. This is our final show. <laughs> and in fact, it's over. Good night. Good night, everyone. Now, you know, uh, we a, are finally going to, to catch up it. on the games we've been playing, the games we've been buying, the games we, and we, I mean I, have been cataloging and or collecting, because I'm a colossal nerd. But before we get started, what have you been playing? Have you been making Mario Maker stages? Have you been creating phalluses in Mario Maker and we just don't know about them? Do you want to send us your level codes? We want to know. Email us at mail at geekade.com and let us know what you think of the show, what you think of repurposing old game so- consoles and dental equipment, figuring out why I just reused a line from last week because I forgot to erase it from my script, and what topics you'd like to discuss in the future, etc., etc., because we always want to hear from you, the listener. But back to business, Dean, kick things off for us. All right, uh, so we actually haven't talked about this in an incredibly long time because the game I'm talking about, I beat in early September. (laughs) 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 I was on vacation in August, and I needed something to do, so first day I was there, I bought Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for the 3DS. Nice. Great game. I I got no bad things to say about it. Uh, it's, It's literally a portable version of Luigi's Mansion, of course, not the same levels and stuff, but it's it's brought into a bite-sized capacity. Um, if if anyone's ever played Luigi Man- Luigi's Mansion, it sort of plays like Mario, where you can run around and everything. There's no jumping. Uh, there is no jumping. You're right, but I I mean just the the sort of a landscape of things where it's sort of an open world where you can kind of <laughs> plays like Mario in the way that you control a character. It, you know, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Go he on. also has a mustache. Why do I always get ridiculed? Why do I even come on these fucking things anymore? Oh, God. Anyway, um, I totally just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you, you fight ghosts. Um, that That's the big part of it. And um, the, the first one was, you know, it, it's sort of lumped all together into this, this more like overarching... Uh, story where it never really stops. You can save it and turn it off, but it's one of those things where, I mean, anyway, when I played it, I didn't really want to get off of it. I wanted to keep going. Um, and the one for the 3DS, it's more, it's split up into missions where once you complete the objective, uh, it bounces you back out to like a, a mission select screen and um, you can select another one or go back and try to get a better score on it, get, like, a special objective. There's, like, a boo on each stage that you can capture, so that's, like, a special objective you can do um, and things like that. You can also collect special gems that are sort of like, I guess, you know, your trophies or extra pieces that you can get. Important um, question. Does sure. Luigi still hum the music? He hums the new music now, actually. Oh, he whistles it. Yeah, it's it's, it's really cool. Um 
And Egad is just as adorable as before. I, I love him to death, that guy. That crazy old coot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's actually multiplayer mode in this as well, which I, I didn't get to play. Um, but it seemed interesting. Uh, sort of like a contest for who can catch the most impressive ghosts. Hmm. Um, I guess if I had to really say anything bad about it, it would probably be that it wasn't very hard. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it wasn't hard at all. I, I guess that's because you can always go back and attempt to get a better score or do it faster for a higher trophy because you had bronze, uh, silver, and platinum trophies that you can get depending on the speed you beat it in and how much health you ended up with at the end. So, yeah, I mean, for something like that, I guess that adds to the difficulty, but not upfront difficulty. It's an option whether you can um, uh, go back and do that. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it it's interesting that they did it that way because there's not a difficulty wall at that point. So you can get through the game pretty quick. I think it only took me uh, 12 hours. Hmm. So, you know, I, I wasn't at it very long. It's definitely not like a Super Mario, you know, Galaxy or Sunshine or anything like that, or even Luigi's Mansion. I think Luigi's Mansion was a much longer game than that. And... This wasn't so much the case, but again, I'm also going to stress that this was a portable game, and it was definitely targeted for a portable audience. You could definitely tell that, just the way it was built. Um, nice. But, like I said, if, if you want that sort of gameplay that Luigi's Mansion, the original, had, but you want to take it on the go with you, you know, if you got 20, 30 minutes, you can knock out a level, and that's it. Sometimes some of them are even shorter, like 15 minutes. Uh, I think some are 10, even. And if you, like I said, if you're really good and kind of pick up on a lot of your surroundings quickly, you could probably do it really quick. So with that, I mean, I, I, there's not a bad thing uh, about the game. Like I said, unless you really want to throw in the <coughs> difficulty there, which again, I, I don't want to make that sound like it's a deterrent from getting the game because it's not. It makes the game more accessible to people. And again, there is a secondary difficulty to it if you really want it to be harder. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about Nintendo and uh, Luigi's Mansion, even though it came out like a billion years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually I got it around when it came out, and I haven't even turned it on because I'm a bad person. No, I mean it's it's a fun game. Actually, uh, the, there's only one difficult part, and it was the final boss. Final boss was a really interesting fight. Incredibly different from the rest of the game, though. Uh, like as you kept progressing. The bosses got more and more intricate, and I think there's like five bosses total. The last two were very mechanics-intensive, like, they, there is sort of a gimmick to it. The last one was really interesting, though, because it, it did, um, how do I put it, like three or four different mechanics and split them up and had you going back and forth. It was really cool, um, but I did die at one point towards the end of the fucking fight and it sent me all the way back to the beginning to do the entire thing over uh. thankfully um it let me skip the cutscenes, which i was really happy about because while they're not long it still kind of sucks that you have to sit through like a 30 40 second cutscene just to get back into the action again that kind of throws you off when you're in the middle of something hectic like that yeah now here's but, a question for you is um how yep. does i know the original gamecube one had like the controls were very heavily hinged on dual analog. How does how does that work in this one? Um I believe you can either 
it, you can aim up and down. I think it's the X or the B button. It's uh, two of those face buttons. Aim the vacuum up or down. Then mm. you move around with the analog stick, and you turn the vacuum on with the shoulder button. And just pointing the vacuum at them is pretty much enough to suck the ghosts in, right? Because I know it's been a long time. You do have to pull been... back on the analog stick. Okay, yeah, because like I remember in the the GameCube one, it was something like the left analog stick you were like moving around, and then the right analog stick you were pulling back in the opposite direction the ghost was pulling. So you were like moving around and pulling back. Uh, I don't know. It was weird, but I'm I, it. it Sort of same concept, uh, just slightly more simplified, but it works. Works good. I uh, excellent. Yeah, I, I really didn't find it too. I mean, there were a few times where the camera angle got in the way, where you know I'm I'm pulling back where I think the uh, ghost is going, and the game's telling me I'm wrong because the ghost isn't losing <laughs> any health. So, you know, I that was slightly frustrating. Not hmm. that big of a deal though. Well, next level games doesn't make bad games. They made Punch Out, and Punch Out's amazing. So, I mean, I, I really like the game. I thought fuck. it was great. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish it was a little longer, but you know, like I said, bite size for a portable game. Uh, I, I think it's great, and I think anyone should pick it up. Unfortunately, it's still like thirty, thirty bucks, I think, which is expensive. It's that Nintendo I, tax, man. They, their games yeah. don't drop in price. That's what I've, yeah, I, you know, I've noticed. Sorry to just jump in and cut you off, but like I've noticed no, that go I got uh, it was somebody's birthday last weekend, and uh, I got a 3DS finally. So I started looking around at different games. Like I got Castlevania and Snake Eater uh, from my lovely and talented wife, and <clears throat> I was like, "All right, these That's are sweet. somebody's birthday was yours, wasn't it?" It certainly was. And I can read between the lines. You can. You're so good. That's why you're the host. Um. So I started like looking around. I'm like, all right, well, I have this system now, so let me take a look at like games that I might have missed that have been out for a while. I was like, fuck, these are all really still expensive. What the shit? Yeah. Thank God I can play my DS Super Mario 64 DS. Just regular DS Super Mario 64 is still like twenty bucks or something like that. Which is stupid. it's, It's that Nintendo tax. I uh I got mine on eBay and I was playing it. And I think someone jipped me because the game corrupted and it doesn't work on my DS anymore. Hmm. So I think someone sold me a, some sort of flash thing or whatever. Got and it's not the way. actual game. Wow. But yeah, it's it's still super expensive. All of those games are really expensive and it's sort of upsetting. But I, they're good games, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. They're usually worth that the price of admission, I gotta say. Like, I haven't felt ripped off by any of the Nintendo games I've purchased at full price. But anyways, um, uh, Dan, since you uh, fired us up with, uh, teased us with the little things that you got, uh, why don't you talk about uh, what you have been playing? Well, see, you would think I would say some 3DS shit right now, but I'm not going to, because since this is the, uh, I don't know, like six months since we've done this, and to <laughs> so continue... we're playing catch-up. Yeah, we're playing catch-up. And to uh, continue our month-long coverage of Metal Gear as it stretches now into its second month, um, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. And it is, as I said in our end-of-the-year show uh, last, uh, last year, um, which would have been the end of the year, I thought it was going to be my, my game of the year. There is no question that it is going to be the best game that I will 
I don't know if I'm going to fucking finish it this year or not, because there is a lot of shit to do in this game, but it is so, so well realized. It is, it is so intrinsically Metal Gear, yet so much more than any Metal Gear game has ever been before it. Like, I have gotten such an insane amount of joy out of take just taking on the side missions. Right, because, you know, sit down and Tiff wants to watch the story mode, so I'll sit down and pop into some side missions where, like, you know, these motherfuckers are speaking Russian. You better go find a guy that speaks Russian and recruit him to our team so that you can understand Russian. And, uh, you know, it's... You go in and you're just kind of dropped into the middle of this world. And in this particular instance, it's Afghanistan uh, that you're dropped into. And the amount of joy that I get out of going into these areas with a tranquilizer gun, tranking a fucking soldier, and then hooking up the Fulton to them and sending them back to Mother Base is one of the greatest things. The Fulton system in this game is pretty much a balloon that it's pretty much just, it's a balloon that you attach to a knocked out enemy uh, or a weapon, or a bear, as I have done. <laughs> I want to connect it to a bear. Okay. And the balloon inflates, and the guy hangs in the air for a second, and then disappears. He's just lifted off back to your base, and he's like, you know, so he's kind of hanging there about, like, five feet in the air. Do you get angry phone calls back from your base when you send them a fucking bear? No, you would think you would, right? But, like... like Snake, what the shit? What did you do? God damn it, boss. You mauled, like, seven people. Get some more fuckers in here. Fulton some more assholes over here, because the bear ate six of them. We named them all Johnny, because fuck them, who cares? But, like... Yeah, I sent, I sent them a bear. Like, it took... The bear killed me a bunch of times, too, and I was like... Like, I saw the bear, and I thought to myself, I'm going to send this bear back to my base. This is fucking ridiculous. So I'm going to go trank this bear. So I went to trank the bear, and then the bear fucking killed me. And, like, it knocked me off of my horse, because you have a horse in this game for some reason. And uh, I was like, well, fuck you, bear. Now this shit is on. And instead of playing Metal Gear, I, as Big Boss, hunted a bear for, like, half an hour. Just... In the middle of a mission, like, no, fuck it, this bear's going home with me. This is a thing that is happening. And, like, I've sent sheep back to my base because, like, you can earn some money for getting some sheep out of the way. <laughs> so the guy was well, like, just delightful. We'll pay, we'll pay you for sheep. So you send sheep back Wait. and, like, yeah. <laughs> is this the real Super 3D's Noah's Ark? I think it might be. I think this is <laughs> Super Noah's Ark 3D. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Kojima is fucking in disguise that motherfucker knew i was an atheist and he wanted to fucking trick me prick bastard he's so sneaky um no it's it's fucking delightful because you send these guys back to your base and the more people that you have at your base the more weapons and items and equipment and shit that they can make the bigger you can make your base um so i have spent the bulk of my time really not even playing like the story missions yet um, I've played through some here and there when I run out of these side missions to do, but I'm really just trying to get to the point where I'm like, well, fuck, I'll just be a super soldier uh, going into these low-level missions, so hopefully that will make the the bulk of the story part of the game a little bit easier. But it fucking controls 
perfectly. It is, you know, you had asked me, Chris, last year when we were doing the show and I was talking about Destiny. You had asked me if I felt that Destiny justified the purchase of a PS4. And I wasn't exactly sure. This game does. This game, mm-hmm. without question, justifies the necessity of having a new console. Because I've seen what it looks like on the older consoles, and it looks great, but when you play it on this, there's no fucking comparison. You, you yeah, need to have it. it's next level shit right it there. It really is. The music the is... PS4 just dropped in price. I know, down to 350 It's so fucking such a dope deal. Really? Can, can we just point out the oh. absurdity? The Like, look, and this is coming from me. The PlayStation 4 is now only $50 more than a Wii U. Mm-hmm. That's some stupid shit right mm-hmm. there, because as much as I love the Wii U, the PlayStation 4 is a hell of a lot more bang for your buck from a, just a sheer technology standpoint. Well, you can, Nintendo needs to drop the price of the Wii U. They needed to drop it a while ago, but you can go get... Well, yes. You can go get a the Uncharted bundle, which will give you Uncharted 1, 2, and 3, um, plus a PS4 for 350 that is... It's a fucking insane deal. And they're the HD remasters. I'm almost offended by it. They're the HD remasters, the upscales of Uncharted, which look fucking great. But... But there's I, a dust flap on it, isn't there? There is a dust flap. You can't fucking Dean, sorry. <laughs> well, pff, that's uh, it. <laughs> Son of a bitch, I'm out. You can take the... Uh, I, deal has been broken. There's probably some sort of expansion port on the bottom or something in the back that you can take off and put your dick in, but... The vacuum <laughs> expansion port, that's what I want. But... Get that for me. Um, I mean, it's just... It's such a fucking incredible game, and like, there is there's licensed music in it as well as original compositions. So you know, I've I've been walking around the deserts of Afghanistan, hunting bears, listening to David Bowie's "Life on Mars." Oh, I thought you were gonna say girls just want to have fun. No, no, <laughs> not yet. Um, but God, it's it's just fucking incredible, man. It's a fucking incredible game, and it's got it's. Before you get out to Mother Base, you've got some of these weird Metal Gear story moments that you have to play through, and it's very Metal Gear, which, if you like Metal Gear, is fucking right up your alley like it is mine. Um, but goddammit, it, it's, it's a fucking masterpiece, man, which is not something I throw around lightly. This is by far the game of the year. And, and if this is the last Kojima Metal Gear, then, then that's really fucking sad. And Konami should stop. They shouldn't make another one. It's perfect. Well, I, I don't think they are going to make another one. So I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. They really shouldn't. It keeps going back and forth. But, I mean, at least he gets to go out on a win, you mm-hmm. know, with the franchise that he created. That's <laughs> well, and it's, that's good to see. It's got these moments in there. And, and if you don't know the story behind Kojima's ousting from Konami... Um, they would seem sort of superfluous and kind of um, uh, braggadocious, if you will. After you wow. after you Ten finish word. every after you finish a mission, there is a credit sequence for each mission of starring Kiefer Sutherland as Big Boss and this guy is Revolver Ocelot and you know written, directed, and blah 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 by Hideo Kojima, and that's after every fucking mission. Which is amazing because they took his name off of everything else. So he basically said, "Fuck you." Every like half hour to an hour and a half in this game, you're gonna see my name all over it. Eat all the shit, Konami. And it's it's fucking it's such a it's such a middle finger to the company, and I love it because it, it's just so it's so perfectly Metal Gear, man. It's it's incredible. 
How uh, how does Kiefer do? He does great. He does a great job because he is not Solid Snake. And that, like, I don't understand why people freaked out when they originally announced that they were changing the voice actor. Because he's not Solid Snake. He's Big Boss. And he does a great I mean, job. He's a clone. Different person. Well, sure. But, I mean... I guess Liquid's a clone, too. I think he's allowed too. to sound different, Yeah, Liquid's though, a clone, like, and Solidius you know, is a clone, and all three of those yeah. fuckers sound different, you know? like it's, <laughs> So, I mean, it's Kiefer Sutherland, man. He does... He's a phenomenal actor. This isn't, you know, this isn't a, a Dinklebot territory with Destiny and Peter Dinklage's not as awful as everyone made it out to be dialogue, but... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gone now. Dinklebot, it's been replaced by the Noah no, Northbot. I, I like it. Um... But yeah, I mean, he does he does a great job for the lines of dialogue that he has. I mean, he, he's not given a ton of soliloquies. That's that's mostly down to uh, Master Miller and uh, Revolver Ocelot so far. Fascinating. That's I great. would really would really like to try this someday, and maybe someday I'll have enough money for a PS4. But today is not that. No, day. whatever you have what, to do. What did you play? Chris? Sell a kidney. Fuck it. You only need one. <laughs> hope your wife and kid will be okay for the rest of their Dan, lives. Chris has better things to do. Like, like, wait, what, 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 did, what did you do? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, that's a heck of a segue. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm currently itching with excitement for tomorrow because tomorrow I'm going to be getting Chibi Robo Ziplash, uh, which I'm so excited for. Is that the new one? Yeah, yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Ah, with there the goes amiibo. forty bucks. Thanks. Yay! I'm gonna get a cheapy Robo amiibo. I'm so freaking happy about that. I, I can't even believe it exists. But anyways, um, the first game I'll talk about tonight uh, is gonna be Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which I think I've spoken about on the show before. But I've been jumping, I've been diving back into it uh, again because uh, my son got a plush Donkey Kong for his birthday, and uh, he he likes Donkey Kong. He thinks he's neat. Every time he's on the screen, he goes monkey. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've been... I say the same thing to Dan when he shows up. <laughs> you do. You it's do. It's tale, fucking cute. It? <laughs> <laughs> so I would I jump back into Donkey Kong uh, Country Tropical Freeze, which god damn this game is hard. Like in in a great way. It's it's so liberal with the lives. Like you get just just there's extra lives everywhere in this game. So it's almost like it doesn't matter. Uh, which really lives haven't mattered in video games for a long time, so I kind of don't even know why they're there, besides it's kind of fun to collect them, because they're balloons, and collecting balloons is awesome. And they pop when you die! But, um, yeah, so so I, I consistently stay somewhere between, like, 80 and 90 lives at any given moment, uh, and, and I lose tons of them, and I die over and over again. Um, I'm working on, uh, I just finished the... Th- Second world, I think, of the game, the 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 second like island map or whatever. Oh, and with the seals. Yes. It's like, is the boss the seal? No, the boss was uh the owl. I think they were the bears or something like that. Oh, I, okay. That like yeah. cloned themselves and whatnot. There, whatever the hell they were, they were jumping up and down a lot. And you're right that that game is like dumb tough though, man. It like, is. Uh... The stages are just like. And when you see the secrets, like you're just like, oh, I see what I'm supposed to do. I see where that Kong letter is. And it's like, oh, how am I supposed to get that and then not die afterwards or immediately yeah. die getting to it? It's just, oh, God, it's it's inf- it's infuriating but in a delightful old school kind of way. Like every now and then the game just jumps into these little spots where it's like um, 
you know, you'll get into one of those barrels, and then the, you'll shoot yourself in the background or something like that, and just oh, the transition segments oh, are God, awesome. Those transitions are just incredible. This game is so freaking gorgeous. It's just it's it's out of this world. But I think the, the thing that's hitting me like harder than anything is is just every time I fire up the game, the music just just kills me. I one of the um uh, it was a one of those stages where you're on like a rocket barrel. Uh, propelling yourself, which mm-hmm. took me a good long while to to beat it because the stage itself wasn't that hard, but getting all the secrets. This stage had two different hidden exits in it, and I could tell by looking at the map screen there was like a branching path that came off of both sides of this stage. So there was a regular exit, and then there's two hidden exits. So I kept playing the stage over and over again, trying to find them. And what was incredible about it is like I, I it took me half a second to even notice that that's what was happening with the music in the background, but it was a um, a new version of a Stickerbush Symphony from Donkey Kong Country 2, which is, like, one of the best David Wise songs ever, and it's so, so good. Oh my god, it's so, so good. Um, yeah, so the music is incredible, but I don't know, it's... Um, after playing Donkey Kong Country Returns, which I really, really loved, I was very fond of that game, um my only real gripe with it was the motion controls were just such a pain in the ass. They were, it was very silly to force the game onto being, you know, onto a Wii remote. And this one fortunately just totally shoots that right out the window. And I, I love the way it controls. I love the, the weight they put behind Donkey Kong, like, cause he feels so much heavier than Mario. Cause I, I kind of go back and forth between this game and, um, I'm playing a little bit of new super Mario brothers two on three DS, which is, really bland and dumb as shit and easily the worst 2D Mario platformer I've ever played. Yeah, it was it was a cop out. They're like, "Hey, we made more of the same. I hope you like it." Oh god, it's got the same fucking music yeah, except no, they recycled it and and re-recorded it with all the little blah blah things like recording like the entire music is all that weird bah sound that they do. Yeah. The level design is lazy as shit. The maps are lazy as shit. Like I love 2D Mario games, and I'm so glad I didn't play this in favor of waiting for New Super Mario Bros. U, which was actually really well done. But now I, I got the, a copy of this for really cheap off a friend of mine, and I was just in the mood to play some 2D Mario, and jeez, this game is a fucking disappointment. But um, it controls well. It controls like a Mario game. It doesn't have the extra little twirl jump, though, and like taking that out was... Why would you do that? That was like the best addition to the new Super Mario Brothers thing is that extra little twirl jump. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, like the weight of Donkey Kong is so great. And the way that they made your secondary characters that you would get, like, you know, in the original uh, country games, you would have Diddy following you around, or in the second one was Diddy and Dixie. And now, like, you can choose between Diddy, Dixie, and Cranky as your secondary characters, and they all give you do different things yeah they all do different things like i was playing against that that bear boss i was talking about and so this boss is like you know whipping down these vines and swinging back and forth and sometimes they they have a hammer that they're swinging around so you can't jump on them when they're swinging around the hammer and because i kept picking dixie because dixie is like the best character in the game she is phenomenal she gives you this little extra helicopter spin she can like propel you through the water really well she's she's the best secondary character but i accidentally uh you know because the barrels like spin around with different initials on them, so that's what. It, so you can choose which character you're gonna get, secondary character. And I accidentally did Cranky, and then I realized, oh wait a minute, Cranky has that pogo jump from like Ducktales, so you, you can actually land on those guys while they're uh, swinging their hammers around and make that made that boss a, a heck of a lot easier for me to beat. But 
shit, man. I'm so happy to be jumping back into this game. I'm, I love it so much. The the only true true complaint I have is the unforgivable loading times. I don't even know what the hell is loading. This game is, you know, it's gorgeous, but it's a 2D platform. Like, what is it loading for so goddamn long? Greatness. It's, it's, it is it is loading up greatness, but holy shit, it takes forever to load yeah. this game. And, like, the intro sequence when it's loading loading up initially is all clouds flying towards the screen. And it's like, all right, this is, this is pretty clever. You're flying to the island. And if it was only, like, a, a few seconds... It would look neat, but that thing goes on for like hangs there 30, yeah. 40 seconds, and my son's sitting next to me going, Clouds. <laughs> Hello, Clouds. Oh, <laughs> Just that's shaking my head like Jesus. Jesus <clears throat> Christ, how horrifying. Um, so, yeah, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Absolutely fantastic game. You yeah, played, yeah um, you played this, this one, right, Dean? Yeah, I, I have. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna go back to it. I, I didn't beat it because it was so difficult and I was streaming it at the time. <laughs> And um, yeah, that petered it made out for kind of a yeah. It, it, well, it got kind of boring because I'd I'd fucking sit on a level for you know three episodes, and I was like, I need to get better at this game. I I can't stream this if I suck at it. And it wasn't like it wasn't like I was dying at dumb parts. It was just the it's legitimately hard. So yeah, and and you die a lot. Like it's yeah, you just repeatedly over and over and over again and. I, that, I, I think that's something that I really like about it because it reminds me a lot of why it reminds me of how I got good at old school games you know because you'd you'd have to replay things so many times because you'd always have to start from the beginning unless the game had some ludicrous password system or like very rarely a save so like when these tough games would come around you didn't have save states or like continues you would just have to start from scratch so you'd replay these these pieces of the game so much and the way I'm tackling the game is because um, they have all like the Kong letters, the puzzle pieces, and then you can go back and do these like time attack things or whatever. But I don't even think I'm gonna touch that. <laughs> but in order to get to the extra super fancy secret world, you have to get all the Kong letters and the puzzle pieces. And um, so I'm I'm playing the stages just enough to beat them and theoretically get the Kong letters because like the Kong letters you have to get all of them in one playthrough. The puzzle pieces, once you get one, it's gotten. So no matter what you do, even if you die getting that puzzle piece, you'd never have to get that piece again. It is now officially gotten, and then once you once you beat the stage, you get credit for it, which is nice. But when I go back to like find all the things that I had missed, I still remember the stages. Like It all comes back to me, because every stage I've had to play like eight times at least, because of how often you die when you're playing. It is, we got it, when we got the Wii last year for Christmas, I, I say we, we got mm-hmm. it for the girls, but we got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we got Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze, like, through Gamefly, I think, and mm-hmm. um, fuck man. That's not a Gamefly game, that's a... No, we I, fucking, like, <laughs> we played it, like, two or three times, and I was like, fuck, this game's really hard. <laughs> I'm gonna play something else, because this is just making me angry, like, it's... It's punishing. It's really, it's yeah, really it interesting to see um, where, uh, like, where I think we have gone as gamers as we have gotten older. Um, because you know, all of us are in our mid to late twenties, right? We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I think I'm the only one that Shut applies. Shut the fuck up, sure. Dean. <laughs> so, like, as we have gotten older, and you know, I don't want to speak for both of you, but I will certainly speak for myself. 
I don't have any interest in playing games that are that fucking hard anymore. Like, I just don't. It's why Demon Souls isn't for me and Dark Souls. Like, they're great games, and I understand why people love them. And were I 18, I would fucking eat that shit up. Same thing with Donkey Kong Country. But I just don't have time for that anymore, man. Like, my gaming time is so limited, I don't want to spend it pissed off. Well, I, I was going to say, it does come down to the time. And if you can make the time for it, that's one thing. But, you know, if, if you're on a on a budgeted time limit, I yeah, you know, there's other things to play. I mean, there's weeks where I, I do have a kind of freed up schedule, and maybe I'll try something hard. But most of the time, yeah, like, um, Axiom Verge got to a point where it got a little difficult and I had to step away because it was making me angry and I didn't want to spend my time being upset at the game because it's a great game, but I don't want to be mad at it. Of the year. Well, I'll counterpoint the, the, the anger thing because, um, with the way I've been playing Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze is... I got it the day it came out. That game is not new, and I'm still playing it. Like, I'll play, like, a stage, and that'll be, like, you know, if, if I got to have, like, a half an hour of, of game time or whatever, then I'll play, like, a stage, and it'll take me about that half hour to do it, and then I'll put it away for, like, a couple of months because there's no narrative. I'm not getting lost in the game. The controls are all very self-explanatory, so... I can just keep... This game is going to last me years. I got this and Super Mario 3D World around the same time, and I have about the same progress in both of those games. They're going to last me years, because I'll just... That's and now point. I'm, you know, I'm going to play a level, and then I'll get another game that I want to play through you know, to conclusion. But this game, I'm just... I'm chipping away at it piece by piece, and it's perfect for that. Because if I start... Yeah, like, I think what Dean was saying about it being not a rental game is because if, if you're trying to blow through this thing in a limited amount of time, I, I can only imagine how infuriating it would be because Very. I will just, I just, yeah, <laughs> I just stop. I'm like, all right, I beat this level. That took a lot out of me. I'll come back in a month because I don't want to look at you again for a while. But then I think back on, on how much fun I had figuring out, especially when it's something really clever. Like, one of those was one of the stages earlier in the game where you're running around and all these giant saw blades are cutting all this wood in half. Oh, and it's like, that was a great level. I, every time I would do this, like I can't be mad at you. This is so freaking clever. Um, and then I beat the stage and I wouldn't touch it for a while. And and I, that's how I'm getting my money's worth out of it because uh, the game's gonna last me just an incredibly long amount of time. But speaking of long amount of times, uh, we don't have a lot of it tonight, so uh, we're gonna take ourselves a quick break. Nice. We're gonna come back. We're gonna do another uh, roundabout, talk about a few more games, and call it a night. So stick around. What a fucking segue. <laughs> And now, here's a look at some of the other original content available right now at Geekade.com. First up, Fear the Walking Dead is a TV show that happened. There were Walking Dead folks, people who were afraid of things, and its season finale just aired the other night. Brandon and Travis of Apathetic Enthusiasm, always being capable of finding the fun in things, created the Walking Dead fantasy draft. This week... This this week saw the epic... I'm just going to read what you wrote. This this week saw the epic conclusion. Who had the most breaking and entering points? Who scored highest by dying without turning? Who won? Find out in WDFL Episode 6 on the Apathetic Enthusiasm YouTube channel. Next, Rob Zombie has had quite the career, from looking scary in White Zombie to directing people who look scary while probably looking scary himself in the Halloween remake 
to directing a cart f cartoon full of drawings that look scary, Mr. Zombie is a jack of all scary trades. As part of Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween, Ring the Bell's Matt Ramo, I hope I said his last name correctly, wrote up a nifty bio of the scary-looking gentleman and his accomplishments over the years. Don't miss 31 Days of Halloween, Rob Zombie, in the Think Tank, or under the convenient 31 Days of Halloween page in the article section of Geekade.com. Chris? Yeah? Have you read Kaiju Max? No. Well, why the hell Damn not? Damn it, Chris. I don't know. You had one job. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, you should. Uh, but also, you can listen to me talk about it on Paper Cuts. Uh, also, Matt Much returns to the show to talk about Ghostbusters. Dan and Evan ponder the possibility that Archie is actually Batman. And Dan finds an image title that he doesn't so like. Bad. Yeah, I know. That so was bad. that was kind of a... Ugh. Yeah. It was... Yeah, I was surprised. Ew. But Kaiju Max, guys, seriously, read it, buy it, love it. Make it your own. Tell a friend, and while you're at it, be sure to check out Paper Cuts issue 54. He drew 16 dicks? <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> I love that that's the episode title. It made me so happy when I saw that. Uh, finally, in case you hadn't already heard, Geek Aid is celebrating Halloween in a big, bad way with Geek Aid's 31 Days of Halloween. It may sound like an ABC family, the fucking oh my god they're changing their name it's so stupid I don't remember what it is really yeah, they're changing their name to like shit dick or something like that I don't fucking remember <laughs> <laughs> shit dick family it's something stupid it's it. oh god I'll fucking look it up it's so bad anyway I'm gonna start over finally in case you hadn't already heard Geek Aid is celebrating Halloween in a big bad way with Geek Aid's 31 days of Halloween it may sound like an ABC family special event filled with Harry Potter movies but it's way cooler than that no offense to Harry Potter. All month long, creators from all corners of Geek Aid will be providing original content highlighting some of their favorite things about Halloween. That's something new all 31 days in the month of October, including special episodes of the Waveback Music Podcast, Why I Love Wrestling, Words of Power, Into the Vault, Ring the Bell, and more. It's going to be a good time, and you can start by reading my movie review of It Follows. Keep an eye on GeekAid.com and all our social media outlets for more. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more, right now at geekade.com. And we are back. <laughs> Dan has been violently defending his honor on Facebook, and uh, we found out that the uh, family channel, the ABC Family, is changing its name to, to Freeform for some reason, which is just about the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Um, anyways, back to business, gentlemen. Uh, Dean, why don't you uh, hit us with a, another game? What else have you done with your time? All right, so I have uh, two short ones to talk about. Uh, the first one, uh, I'll start with the bad. I'm here to talk about... Bioware's bastard child that they wish they could bury like the E.T. games. And that is Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Dark Brotherhood for the original That's DS. That's a thing that exists? Oh, the Sonic Chronicles game. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was such a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, I believe me. So I, I, I was so crushed by that game. Genuinely disappointed. As was I. 
What? Well, no, amazing. because it sounded. It had all the makings of being good, and it's by Bioware. So I know, like, like it was the second coming of Mario RPG. I remember mm-hmm. seeing this, like, dude, they're making a Sonic RPG, and it's like it's fucking Bioware, and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm like thinking, oh yay, something good coming out of Sonic, and then pfft, nope. <laughs> Even Bioware couldn't save that shit fucking brand. Ugh. God, what a shame. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's not much to say. I bought it because it was three dollars at GameStop, and oh, I I have I have an idea that I'm going to stream it sooner or later and play the entire entire terrible game on YouTube for everyone to hate. <laughs> Phenomenal, Bitbytes uh, is coming back. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna do that, but I I figured I'd turn it on and sort of get my bearings. I I couldn't. I had to turn it back <laughs> off. <laughs> I had to, I had to fucking turn it back off. I did the the whole thing controls with the sc- stylus. Uh, it the graphics are even for the DS bad. They're they're not good. Um, they're the the, the menu is convoluted. Uh, th- there's there's not much good to say about the game. I guess the good thing is I turned it off at some point and stopped myself from playing it. Damn, even the menu suck. That's 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 harsh. Yeah, no, it's not it, a good it, sign. It wasn't good. If you're like, oh no, god, this not, is an not ugly a good menu. Game. Not well, a good sign. Jeez, they spelled Chronicles with an F. Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a crifical? <laughs> uh yeah, you know, I, I just I wasn't feeling it, man. I'm I'm gonna play it just because I bought it and I figured it'd be funny. But yeah, I'm 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 not gonna play it on my own. It's just it's not worth the time. Uh, the good game, however, I want to talk about is also for the original 3s, 3s, DS, and it also yeah, only cost me. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it was also only three dollars actually. So yeah, that's another three for you. Locks Quest. Ooh, yeah. that was from um, Fifth Cell, right? Yes, nice. great game. Um. Uh, tower defense, more or less. Uh, tower defense in an open world, sort of. Well, not open world, but the, the map is open. There's nothing on it. So you sort of have to build your own um, ways to defend these these clockwork minions off the bad guys. And you're doing it with your little character who can run around and build things, repair it, and actually go ahead and fight the things coming towards you. So it adds a little bit of depth to the tower defense because normally in tower defense games, traditionally... You're just taking a tower, putting it down, upgrading it, repairing it. This is a little bit more uh, difficult because instead of using your finger or a mouse pointer, you're using a character who actually has to travel distances to get to the tower, so it takes time. And in that time, the bad guys can knock down the tower. Uh, the the towers can like catch on fire and crap. You know, um, a lot of things can happen. Uh, there's a lot of different buildings to it, and there's a great story to it too. Um, so I, I'd, I'd recommend this game to anyone, and definitely not Sonic, but, uh, <laughs> Don't play that bullshit, it, but... Yeah, for, for the price, you know, it's it's really hard to pass up. I thought no, I, to... I've heard really good things about this game. I mean, you know, this was this was before Scribblenauts, right? This was yes. between Drawn to Life and Scribblenauts. Yes. And, uh, it, it's, it's got a really, really nice art style to it. It's it's not Scribblenauts or... or drawn to life it sort of has its own like sort of pixel art kind of looks like a 16-bit rpg right yes 
Yes, okay. and it, it looks really good. It shows up really well on the DS, and I have a 3DS that I also played it on, and it, it yeah, it still holds up really nicely. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. This game I am playing by myself. Uh, this was in a time where <coughs> everything had to be done with the stylus, so mm -hmm. there are some gimmicky sort of stylus controls to it, but it's nothing terrible, and I mean, it works with the game. Uh, compared to Sonic, where it doesn't work with the game. Uh, yeah, just don't don't play Sonic. <laughs> buy Lock's don't Quest. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> uh, the, you might have trouble finding this game, though. It took me, I think, three or four GameStops to find one. I should have just bought it online, but I didn't want to pay, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And God forbid, I, they're a sealed copy of this game. Forget it. Yeah, it's got so, a little bit of a cult following. Yeah, so if you can find it in a GameStop or a Game Crazy or what? Not Game Crazy, playing trade. You can find it in a Game Crazy. Find it in a Game Crazy. God bless you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, pick tell it up me where to go. It. It's it's a really cool game. It's it's three dollars. You know, there's not a lot of things you can't buy a sandwich for three. You can't go to Subway and buy a sandwich for three dollars. Buy this game instead. It's better. You might go hungry, but you'll be full on adventure. It's. Dean, can you say sandwich again? Because I really like the way you say sandwich. Sandwich. How come it, how come it doesn't sound like that when I say it? No, no slamming salmon? So. Nobody, else, nobody else? Madropodes. San, what, sandwich? Sa <laughs> ah, there it was. What the fuck? It's very articulated. It's all right. It's just something uh, I noticed. Compared to most of the time when I talk, where I'm just like, oh, yeah, like most doing? of the time you're a fucking mushmouth, but like you, you accentuated <laughs> the fuck at a sandwich. Sa sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. Hey, Dan, you're up. Um. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh shit, Dean. Don't, don't worry about that. That's Dean, nothing. she doesn't have dust flaps. No. <laughs> Pay Shut no attention up. to the strange voice in the background. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, no, dude. Anyway. Um, okay. So I noticed, uh, like, it really has been a very, very long time since uh, since we've done one of these. Because when, uh, when I pulled up the game I'm about to talk about today, it tells you how many days you have consecutively logged in for. And uh, today, and this is by no means like when I say this number, it kind of sounds like a lot. But then if you go on like the Reddit, the subreddit for this game or like the communities or whatever, it's uh, it's nowhere close to like what most people have. Um, but that is Puzzles and Dragons. And this morning when I opened up Puzzles and Dragons to collect my free magic stone as part of the uh, lots and lots of downloads event, uh, which is not the official name. I just don't remember the exact number. It's, uh, it was my 62nd consecutive day logging into this game. So for the last 62 days, apparently, I have fucking played Puzzles and Dragons. And it figures, because I have talked enough shit about uh, match three gem swaps, that I would get fucking sucked into one. <laughs> yeah, you. no, because, like, look, Puzzles and Dragons, uh, and I just saw a commercial for it on TV the other night, which... You know, the hipster in me is like, fuck this game, I'm not going to play it anymore. But I just leveled up my Aquaman to, like, max level, and I can almost evolve him, which sounds really fucking nerdy, and it really fucking is. I'm so but, you're Aquaman? Yeah, see, here's the, th like... All right, here's the thing. Puzzles and Dragons is a match three gem swap where you have fire, earth, uh, water, 
lightning and or light and dark orbs that fill up your screen uh, plus heal orbs and as you switch them around you have different characters that you can get or different monsters uh, that will attack based on matching three of that particular color orb uh, so it's kind of like Pokemon in a sense where you it's, it's a rock paper scissors kind of attack pattern against uh, against the monsters you're fighting in a particular dungeon and as you match them up, like, the bigger your combo, the more orbs that you match, the stronger your attacks get, and all that shit. But as you get these characters, uh, they randomly drop throughout each dungeon that you go through. So you build up a collection of monsters, and you can fuse them into your existing monsters to make them stronger, and eventually evolve them into bigger and more powerful versions of themselves. I know you said can fuse, but it sounded like you said confuse. You, yeah, well, that too. Really takes us to very different uh, angles. <laughs> that too, because there's a lot of really weird fucking monsters. Like, I just got one that's called a mug coffee, and it's like a demonic hot chocolate. Like, it's a demon coming out of a purple cup. And uh, so that's a thing that exists. Damn, I want a hot chocolate. Yeah, fucking right. Almost. We're Not so one that comes out of a purple so cup, close. though. Fuck so those. close in the Northeast, anyway, to <clears throat> hot chocolate weather. I digress. Um, they do a lot of collaborations. This game is fucking huge in Japan and has, is really, really gaining popularity in uh, in America as well, the rest of the world. And they do a lot of collaborations, so there will be special dungeons that you can go through. And about a month ago, they did a Batman collaboration where you know you're attacking Batman or you're attacking Batman villains anyway with uh, with dragons and shit. And as the monsters drop, you can add them to your team. They're currently doing one that ends this weekend that is just a straight-up DC collaboration. And there's a bunch of different monsters that you can get, like Harley Quinn's been one of them, and Darkseid is one of them. But they have a special egg machine. And when you pull from the special egg machine, which costs Magic Stone, hence how they make money, uh, you can get random hero characters to fight on your team for you, and I have an Aquaman and a Wonder Woman that I have maxed up to their highest level and cannot evolve them into their stronger forms until I get more shit. It's the nerdiest fucking thing I've ever done, I think, and I fucking love every second of it. I am so hopelessly in love with this game because it's got... The gem swap thing wouldn't... There wouldn't be so many goddamn clones if it wasn't a popular and fun game to play. We kind of all love gem swaps as much shit as we talk about them. We've all played them. Um, Very true. So when you add on like elements of like strategy RPGs and Pokemon and you throw all that in there with characters that I like, like the DC characters and shit, I'm fucking in. Like they've done collaborations with, uh, with Dragon Ball. So there are people playing this game that have like fucking Super Saiyan 4 Gokus and Vegetas and freezes and shit and they've done collaborations with attack on titan they've done collaborations with um japanese anime shit that i just i don't fucking know what it is but i know that it's been really popular when they've done it um it's a there's a mario one there is a mario one on the 3ds um that not as fun i imagine it's not uh which is why i didn't get it with my 3ds but uh it's it's fucking great man like it's free they what's really nice about it is that this is the first gem swap game that has these microtransactions where, I mean, I've 
like I said, I've been playing this game for 61 days straight now. I think I've spent maybe $8 on it. Um, and that's just me being impatient. I didn't have to spend that money. I have never come across something in this game where it's been like, I have to buy this next thing. I just wanted like, well, the DC, the Batman fucking egg machine runs out tomorrow, and I don't know if I'm going to get through this dungeon, so I will buy a magic stone for a dollar so I can fucking pull a character. You know, it's 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 fucking fun, man. It's a really good game. So do, do you feel that the way they do the microtransactions is is bad, or do you feel like this is more acceptable than in I, other games? Like Candy Crush? I think it's fair. I, I really do, because like I said, there's... I, I have not hit a point in the game where I have felt like I need to buy this in order to progress in the game. I I haven't hit that point yet. Now, so there's no is is there a paywall? No, there's not. It's completely free. Okay. Um, and so the game has effectively earned your money instead of attempting to. Steal absolutely. It. Like I have spent money on this game because I enjoy this game, not because I have needed to do it to continue to progress. They do a really good job of passing out like either the magic stones that you need to pull from the special egg machines or special monsters that will help level up your characters quicker they do a great job of giving that shit out relatively regularly you know and there's a new thing every day and like on my 60th day of logging in consecutively i got five magic stones for it you know so i was like all right sweet i'll go pull a fucking dc character and i got the batman batwoman uh, or the Batwoman Batgirl uh, monsters. It was like, oh, that's pretty fucking cool. You know, like, keep trying to get Superman because my yellow monster sucks. But, you know, I, this is a really ridiculous conversation. But I would encourage people to fucking download this game and play it. It's really fucking fun. And it, it hits all those, the right notes. And it's being a mobile game, you have 10 minutes, you can fucking play a level. You know, it's good shit. I'm going to have to get back into the 3DS one. I stopped when I, I got kind of petered out on uh, the Mario mm -hmm. one. But it does come with the full version of the regular game, and I, I should really get back into that. I've never tried it. It does, it, it does interest me. Um, I don't know exactly how much, but uh, I'm... <laughs> I, I'd say give it a shot, Chris. It, it, you're, you're, you're selling me on it, because uh, it, it, <clears throat> I don't really need something else like that in my life, because Picross exists. Right. Um, and apparently they're making a sequel to 3D Picross. So oh my god, be, uh, so excited. I know. The hype levels are beyond real yeah. on that. I cannot wait for a sequel to 3D Picross. But, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm interested in this. Because, you know, it's, like Dan said, it's freaking huge in Japan. So, yeah, it is monstrously successful. Well, and, and you guys, you know me well enough at this point. And with the amount of time I have with a full-time job and kids and, you know, everything that comes along with being an adult and life, I've played this one, this game for 61 days in a row with absolutely no signs of stopping anytime soon. So there's mm. got to be something there. Yeah. Well, uh, that's awesome. And speaking of something, I'm going to take us home with a... Uh... Super Mario Maker. Surprise. Not not your best seg yeah, I, I didn't not your best coming. segue of the evening. <coughs> no, no. I'm I was actually I was too busy looking up uh, the old family channel logo <laughs> to think of a proper segue. <laughs> nice. God, it's ugly. It really is. It's fucking But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's so nice. Wait, now I need to do it. 
It's just so well, delightful. Keep talking, in the 90s. but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, Super Mario Maker came out. Uh, I, as you, if you had pay, been paying attention to Geek Aid at all, uh, you could tell that I was just like dripping with excitement for this game. I was chomping at the bit. It looked amazing, and I got it, and it's everything I could have possibly wanted it to be. I was surprised at how much fun I had making a level because I've never been really into the whole designing your own level thing. Like I'm not great at it. Uh, just never have. It's been. fucking hard. But Mario. It is, but for for some reason, I was playing Mario Maker, and ideas kept coming to me. Like, I don't know, it worked. I kept trying things out, and and I eventually came up with a handful of levels that I think are pretty fun. They're they're not overly hard, um, but they're they're fairly fun to play around with. I was really impressed with. I think the biggest surprise for me in the game is how much how much I liked the amiibo functionality. Like, I don't have a ton of amiibos. I have a, a I have a decent chunk of them, but um, scanning them in there and then seeing the little the little characters that get so all right the, to to back up a little bit when you're playing in the regular Super Mario Brothers mode because uh, you can swap between the different modes in the game when you're playing in regular Super Mario Brothers mode you can get this question mark mushroom that shows up and that question mark mushroom can turn you into different characters from different franchises now they all control just like Mario. Um, but they're all the size of small Mario, except with the addition, the ability to break bricks and duck, which is, you know, it's it's something different. Um, but all the different characters have, like, game-specific attributes. So, like, I scanned my Little Mac amiibo, and then I'm running around as Little Mac with, uh, when every, every time he jumps, it makes, like, the punching noise from NES Punch-Out. When you die, it makes the sound of when you... It plays a little song of when you die in Punch-Out, when you beat a stage, it plays the song when you win at Punch-Out. Like, the attention to detail... Also, every one of these characters, when you press up, it makes a... It does some sort of special little animation. Sometimes it's just... There's, like, a canned one, like, for example, with Pit uh, and a handful of other ones. It just makes this little boing noise, and they, they strike a pose. But some characters have special ones, like Link, you press up, he holds up the Triforce. Uh, Mega Man, you press up, he uh, makes the motion like he's shooting his Mega Buster, and it makes the sound effect of uh, NES Mega Man shooting the Mega Buster. And, like, uh, just the attention to detail, like, Mega Man, instead of making the noise when he jumps, he makes the noise when he lands. Uh, Sonic, when you run, uh, as you reach full speed when you run, he rolls into a ball. And the sprite looks like a shrunken version of the sprite from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and when you press up, he looks up just like he does in the Genesis games. It's so smart, and the attention to detail on all this stuff is just incredible. Like, the fun sound effects it makes... Um, and the other fun thing about it is that you don't actually need the amiibo to unlock all these characters. Like, you can play through this uh, 100 Mario challenge where it just it pulls a random selection of um, user-created levels off the internet and you have 100 lives in order to beat them. You can earn extra lives, but you can only earn three per level. And um, it's kind of challenging because you, you can... Well, you can make it really challenging or you can make it really easy. Uh, and you also have the option to skip levels, too. You can just say, nope, this level's dumb, I'm never going to beat it, and just get rid of it, but it costs you a life to do that. Fortunately, you have a hundred of them. But every time you beat that, you unlock a different one of these you know, amiibo characters. So you don't actually need to own the quote-unquote rare amiibos um, to do this. As a little sidebar, I uh, stopped by a Best Buy on my way home from work today because I wasn't feeling great, and I just wanted to walk around and look at stuff. 
And uh, I had heard that some of the Amiibo had been restocked like earlier this week. And I walked into the Best Buy and I saw uh, Marth, Dark Pit, Little Mac, uh, Shulk, and all the other regular common ones. Uh, Ganondorf was there, Zero Suit Samus, just sitting on the shelves ready for people to buy. And it warmed my heart to walk into a store and see Little Mac on a shelf. So you bought that was them awesome. for me and Dean? Yes. No, I didn't. Fucking cock <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. I don't I don't have any money. All of my money's going towards <sighs> Chibi Robo tomorrow. But they're available. I just go well, out and now buy I have them, to go you know? fuck that. Tomorrow. I'm buying Chibi Robo tomorrow too. That's it's well when you go out and buy Chibi Robo, go buy a little Mac, because Little Mac is awesome. I want to now. And then you use, then use him in Mario Maker because he's so awesome. I'm I made a pit stage uh, that I was really happy with. Um, I do have to say something real quick. A, a real quick uh, uh, side thing here. So I upgraded to the single best name of an operating system I've ever heard in my life, El Capitan, <laughs> on my, my computer. And I don't ever want to upgrade because it's called El Capitan. I don't care if it's the worst operating system ever. I will always be operating with El Capitan. But so, um, as we're recording, the screen will go into a screensaver mode, and I'll shake my mouse. And for some reason, I don't know what the purpose of this is, but when you shake your mouse in El Capitan, your cursor gets, like, super huge. And then it shrinks when you let go of it. That's weird. And I, I know that. You got me, man. Are you still it's, rocking? It's freaking weird. I'm is so that, happy about it. Is that a new Mac OS? Yeah, it's the new, uh, the new Mac OS. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm so happy about it. Anyway, so I made this this uh, uh, pit-themed level, uh, pit from Kid Icarus, where like you just start the stage and it immediately turns you into pit, and uh, it's all like it was about how his wings don't work. So you, just, the whole level is made out of springboards, and you have to jump from springboard to springboard. It's fantastic. Um, but a friend of ours, a friend of Geekade, uh, Mr. Brian Rauchy, or or Rad as he's known in the universe. Um, he has been creating some rather dastardly levels in Super Mario Maker. And I've been playing through those. I've beaten every single one that he's put up. There was a ghost house stage that that almost broke me. Uh, it's long. <laughs> he, he's gone back and, and corrected some of the issues I had with it. Um, because it's really long. But by the time you get to the end of it, the things you had to do... Alright, so he finishes the stage by dropping you into a room where um, there's a pipe in the floor that's constantly spitting up bombs. Then there's... You're trapped in this, like, square, and there's a, a platform that's too high for you to jump into that's got two springboards on the left and a bunch of uh, blocks that you need to blow up with the bombs. Now, on the other side of this wall, there's a giant Magikoopa that's shooting all those little, like, beam things that he shoots out, so you have to dodge those things dodge exploding bombs, grab a bomb, throw it up onto the second level, bounce off the springboard, blow up the bricks, which then opens up a pipe which has a Ko uh, Koopa Troopas fall out of it, get one of those guys while still dodging the Magic Koopa and still dodging the bombs, get a shell from one of those Koopa Troopas, kick it up, bounce it off of the springboards, have it take out the Magic Koopa, and spin around at the yellow block that was blocking the Bullet Bill cannon, which jumping off of a Bullet Bill is the only way for you to be able to jump up high enough out of this cage you're trapped in to get to where the Koopa Troopas are, get past that pipe without a random Koopa Troopa popping out and killing you 
because that can happen because of how how close it is to the ground and then get to the other side of it bounce off a few more bullet bills to get to the ending and this is after like a solid five minutes of stage before that where you had to go in and out of different rooms you had to climb climb on these vines while a, a boo in one of those silly clown cars is trying to push you off of the vines which can oh, be very frustrating lots standard. of uh it's ridiculous. <laughs> you lost me at Magic Koopa, man. There was a lot of shit going on in that level. That and that was just the last screen of that level. Like, there's a room you go in where there's about ten Hammer Brothers just tossing hammers at you that are connected to one of those little like, I don't know, like rotating things, and you have to pick up Goombas, throw them at them. But then there's also a couple of Boo Ghosts attached to that thing, so you have to get past them to get to Fire Flower to get a springboard that gets you tall uh, that can let you bounce high enough to, to to hit an invisible coin block underneath the door so that you can then grab another goomba take that it through that door into the next door to kill a dry bones that's in front of a couple of spinning saw blades this level is ridiculous <laughs> it's absolute insanity and it took me forever to beat it and when I did beat it I just, I just sent him a horrible message saying like what is wrong with you you, you evil man um but it was, you know, for the most part, his, his stages have been really fun. And that's the kind of stuff that's really neat to see online. Like, when I was doing the last 100 Mario Challenge, I came across a handful of stages where I started playing it, and I was like, okay, I see what I have to do. I'm not doing this. <laughs> nope. Like, you get to a stage like, okay, here is, like, um, 35 Koopa shells, and the entire stage is made out of... Um, uh, spikes, and you have to perfectly bounce from Koopa Shell to Koopa Shell in between all of these one-hit kill spikes for about 15 minutes to get to the conclusion, and you'll die <laughs> oh, hundreds of times until you get it pixel perfect to get to the end. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. I see what you did there, I'm not doing it. But then you get to, you know, other really interesting stages, like the stages that move you along without having to press any buttons. Uh, Those are super The amount cool. of cleverness that... Like, I, I've yeah, been... The, and the, you know how I feel about Mario. We're not friends. I do. I have been <laughs> so impressed by the ingenuity and the creativity of people uploading these levels where it's just, you know, big message flashes on the screen. Don't fucking touch the controller. Um, and it's like, all right, cool. This is going to be lame or whatever. And then you play it and it's like, oh, this is just fucking neat. Like, I don't know that I've ever yeah. ex like expressed the word neat as often as I have playing that game. Yeah, the the community is is really impressive, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. I'm starting to see fewer troll levels show up and more interesting stuff show up. Like somebody I just read that somebody recreated all the e-reader stages for Mario Advance Four, which I got to track those down because those stages were awesome. But anyway, that's Mario Maker. It's fantastic. You should totally go and get it. Um, do either of you guys have any other last thoughts uh, to throw in before we wrap up the show? Don't even look at Sonic. Just don't do it. Yeah, I, the the only complaint I have about Mario Maker so far is uh, that the amiibo characters don't get bigger with the mushroom. That just it no. just kind of bums me out a little bit. Other than that, it's fucking great. I wish they could transfer them into other game modes too. Like I get it, they're tied to the eight bits. Yeah, style, yeah, I I, I get why they are the way they are. I just wish they got bigger. You know, that's, that's <laughs> like my that's my main complaint. 
Alright guys, that's our show. Once again, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Geekade. You can subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all the latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. You can also find us individually on the Twitterverse. I am at Geekade Chris. Dan is... At Geekade Dan. Dean is... At Kimono underscore Vestlord. And if you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a five-star review because it helps people find us, helps people listen to this wonderful show, and makes us super happy. Uh, And any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. So again, always remember, keep your eyes on Geekade.com, where we post something new every stinking day. We'll see you right here in one week. Thanks again for listening. On behalf of myself, Dan, and Dean, keep playing games. Brandis and Travis of Apathetic Enthusiasm always... (laughs) Did I say Brendan? Fuck, I did, didn't I? You said Brandis. Brandis! Brandis and Travis! Let's try that again. <laughs> I said I was going to... It's freeform. Is what freeform. It's... Yeah, what freeform. What the hell? What the fuck is that shit? ABC Family <laughs> is now known as freeform. Like, get the fucking... What was wrong with ABC Family? It was ABC, but for families. It was well, that's the thing. Their that. programming is not necessarily for families. That's it's freeform. a good point. Like, it... When you hear that term family, it makes you think of like, I don't know, fucking Dr. T medicine woman. That's what it makes me think about, which is probably way more of a commentary on me than anything else. But I don't even (laughs) think it was Dr. T. Quigley down under? I don't know. (laughs) Fucking old terrible. Dr. Quinn? Dr. Quinn! Thank you. I was going to get there eventually. I fucking couldn't. God. Anyway. um, Yeah, like... (laughs) Like, that's what it makes you think of, like, really horrible, like, Christian value shows. And that's not what it is, you know what I mean? So, like, but Freeform is a terrible fucking name. Like, objectively, that's a shitty name. Yeah. Fuck ABC Family. Except around Halloween. I remember when it was the Family Channel. Those were the days. Yeah, seriously, right? I remember when TLC Mm -hmm. was the Learning Channel, and now it's the Asshole Channel. Now it's the opposite of learning channel. Seriously fucking is. It's really? Brain dead yokel channel. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really tired and angry right now. Makes me want to wiggle my arms. What, freeform? Freeform. Yeah. <laughs> just want to wiggle them around. <laughs> just gonna be, I'm just going to be watching episodes of Seventh Heaven in Heaven and wiggling my arms around. <laughs> That's what I do, man. Tune in tonight on ABC Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Tube Men. (laughs) There you go. That's a better fucking Um, name than Freeform. (laughs) I'm imagining a family drama about, like, one of those wacky arm things got a teen teen girl pregnant or something. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Is he black? No. He's inflatable. He's inflatable. <laughs> fuck Bernie Sanders. There we go. Now it sounds like I said fuck Bernie Sanders, which I totally didn't say. I love Bernie Sanders. <laughs>